Here you go, buddy. Thanks, man. If there's something strange on your podcast app, who are you going to call? World's funniest. I ain't afraid of no other podcast. It's the Halloween episode of World's Funniest Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Rye Guy. DK, how are you doing? <laughs> I love that more than I should have, but it went way longer than it should have. <laughs> I'm doing very, very this... reasonable. Extra Excellent. reasonable. Excellent. This even. Extra reasonable. I love it. I love the the, the you know the gusto in you. This month. We're joined by a familiar face or a familiar voice on Wallet Media. It's Kyle Joseph. Kyle, happy Halloween and welcome to the show. Oh, it's good to be here. I've done this show exactly once and we talked about music then. I think we're going to be talking about more music today. We are. Um, that yeah, I was going to say, that is true. You have done the show once. Um, yeah, that's not true. You've been on every single Jaeger's Eve, and that technically counts. I guess that's true. Oh, dear. <laughs> With all that being said, guys, it is Halloween night, or Halloween morning. Um, before we get into anything uh, classic rock styles, uh, does anyone have, like, a spooky sh- story to share? Like, DK, Kyle, do you have anything for the, the listeners of World's Funniest Podcast? Okay, so like every spooky story, uh, this one is stolen. I do not remember. I believe the podcast that I got this off of was called The Truth, but I'm going to, I'll try to retell the story as best as I can remember. Okay. So, package arrives at my door. And I don't remember ordering it, but I always love packages, and I tend to throw stuff onto, you know, Amazon stuff and just randomly get stuff, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. I immediately open it up, and I open it up to recognize that it's a pair of shoes. Really beautiful pair of shoes. A pair of Nikes, crisp white with a big black check swoosh on the side of it. There's a little bit of wear to them, and I realized that these shoes are mine. And I remember the day that I lost them. So I was walking on my way home from school. I would have been about 12 years old at this point. And I'm wandering through this park because it's a shortcut on the way to my house. It's a little bit darker out. It's a little later in the year, but... You know, figured the park cut through is the easiest way to do it. And there I saw, not moving on the swing, a figure wearing a hoodie. Just sort of sitting there. Could not get any kind of read on this individual, any indication that they were even, you know, alive at all. And I wander past and look back. And I see something staring back at me. And suddenly it jumps out of the swing and breaks into a a dead sprint. And I am running as quickly as I can, not looking back at this point. This thing, I can feel it coming towards me, gaining on me. And I can 
sense that it is right in behind me. And in my panic, I don't realize that I've run out onto the street. And the last thing I remember is the impact of a car next to me. I woke up in the hospital, no sign of this figure, no sign of anything, no sign of my shoes either. The shoes that I've received now today and crumpled up inside of one of the shoes. There's a little note and I pull it out and I read it. And the note says, you are going to need these. And that's my story. That's creepy. That's that's haunting as fuck. Like, this is called World's Fire. <laughs> scared the shit right out of me. Right out of me. That's great, Kyle. I like that a lot. DK, do you have any spooky stories? Not spooky stories, but I had this really weird thing happen to me lately. Okay. All right. Go. Uh, so for like the last like eleven days or whatever, I've been working remotely up in the northern community and staying in a trailer uh, with some coworkers. It kind of sucked because like I've sleep- been sleeping on a bunk bed for a while. Like, not really into that. Uh, but one night, um, everybody was asleep. And we were uh, watching a movie, and they somebody had been doing laundry earlier, and we were sitting there watching. Uh, I can't remember what we were watching. I think it was. Quentin Tarantino movie. We were talking away, and then all of a sudden the door to the laundry room just opened, like click, and we were like, "Okay, that's weird." And like we had thought maybe that somebody that was staying in the room at the end had like come out to be like, "Okay, guys, like shut up, I'm trying to sleep." Uh, but yeah, there was nobody there, and the door was like fully open, like not just like unhinged, like all the way open. And we were like, yeah, didn't really like that a whole lot. <laughs> and then just kind of like <laughs> awkwardly hung out and watched TV. And we're just like, what actually just happened here? Yeah. There was no Ouija board. Involved. And then earlier, there was uh, three of us awake. And then one of us went into the bathroom. And then we heard them like knock on the door of the bathroom like, like three times. And we were like, yeah, like, are you okay? Like, do you need something in there? And then they came out and we're like, are you all right? And they're like, she's like, what do you mean? Like, we're like, well, you knocked on the door. They're like, no, I didn't. That was kind of weird. Holy shit. Okay, this is starting really <laughs> spooky. All right. That's so all I got. I got one. <laughs> I got one. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's enough. That's enough. I've got one. Um... More recently, I was invited to a uh, a friend of mine's daughter's birthday with my son. And we went. We had a great time. We took my son home. I went back, had a few drinks. That, I will say, does not play anything into this story. The fact that I had a few drinks, I was fine. I was fine. But obviously, having a few drinks, uh, I was about eight blocks from my house. Uh, from my apartment, rather. Um, so I walked home. And... I want to say a good 10 minutes into this walk, I was walking down one street in Napanee, and I could hear, ah, 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 just this creepy fucking witch laugh. That's and creepy. as I got closer and closer and closer, um, I, I saw this old lady sitting outside this house, and she was quiet. It was fine. 
There was nothing. I, but I heard that laugh before, so I'm like, I'm on edge to begin with. Um, as I'm getting closer and closer and closer to her, I'm getting a little bit freaked out. But, like, you know, it, it's an old little old lady. Like, there's nothing to worry about, right? Fucking as soon as I get about, I want to say, 10 feet from her, this lady literally, literally just looks at me, cocks her head, and then just goes, ah, 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 ah! I can't tell you how fast I jump to the other side of the fucking street. Like, fucking Grandma Edna was on f in full fucking you know, scary mode. And I ran as fast as I could. I literally screamed, Oh fuck. No <laughs> booked it across the street and just basically sped walk the entire walk home. It was about another 10 minutes. And I, 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 I can't tell you how much that shit freaked me out. I still remember the house. Every time I have to walk past this house in Napanee, I, I get like a, a shiver. Down That's my spine. fucked up. You know, even worse. If you ask somebody in town, like, about that house, and they're like, no, that house is vacant. Don't tell me that, because <laughs> now I'm going to get curious. I'm going to get curious for sure. For sure. Kyle, any reaction to that? No, not really. Just going to leave that all alone. <laughs> Um, before we get into the one question I want to ask Kyle on this program, uh, DK, is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Because I don't believe a burger is a sandwich either. I think, like, burgers and hot dogs are in their own realm of food groups. Oh, I, I, I'm the outlier here. Kyle, we talked about this last night on another program. Yes. And I want, I want, I really want you to give your full, like, review okay. on whether a hot dog is a sandwich. Because, honestly, I think you had a really genius point. Okay. So, is a hot dog a sandwich? No, a hot dog is not a sandwich. Because we are trying to bring a scientific argument to a linguistics problem. If I went to you and said, would you like to go for sandwiches? And you said yes. And I took to you to a hot dog cart. You would be confused as to why I have done this. Because we recognize that hot dog means something different than sandwich. It's the same way if I said, are we going for sandwich? Yeah, we're going for sandwiches. And I took you to McDonald's. You'd be confused because a burger is different than a sandwich. Even if they are technically sandwiches by the definition of what we call sandwich, that does not make them sandwiches how we describe the word sandwich from day to day. Totally agree. That's fair. Now, now I need you to <laughs> I, I, I need you to throw your Pop Tart theory into this. Okay, because like the the same token. If a hot dog is a sandwich, then I don't know, all is sandwich. A taco is a sandwich. A pop tart is a sandwich. <laughs> bread around filling that's what we're calling a sandwich then all a pizza pop is a sandwich if you're eating a piece of toast it's an open-faced sandwich right did you put butter on that toast sandwich sandwich open-faced sandwich this is the problem wait where does it stop <laughs> we all know what a sandwich is we've all understand what a sandwich is and a sandwich is you know blt meat on a, yeah, like we recognize and that's the, the thing about it. It's hard to describe linguistically what a sandwich is 
because it excludes some things that you would think would be a sandwich, but we call them something else. A burger is a sandwich, but we still call it a burger. Dude, you ever and you ever good chicken club? Separately from sandwiches, chicken clubs are oh, that's a good sandwich. Oh, that sandwich rips. Uh, club club sandwiches not are chunks. a big thing in Winnipeg. Oh, you have that with like with a chicken like fried and like a heavy like garlic mayo on like a fresh bread, bro. Uh, I will say I have been to <laughs> club sandwich places that were known for their club sandwiches, and I got a club sandwich, and the sandwich was great, and the fries were disappointing, and I can't abide by that. You've got ninety percent. <laughs> you've got ninety percent of the way there. If you're gonna do sandwiches and fries, like if that's what you're gonna do is like sandwiches, you gotta do the fries like well, you know, and you gotta have mm-hmm. good onion rings too. Mm-hmm. Oh Heat up those so fryers. I work at a restaurant. I, I work at a restaurant that has a club sandwich without that extra piece of bread in the middle, and I don't know if that's where you were you like I don't know if. I think you're thinking of a different sandwich. I don't remember a club sandwich. No, being... no. It's called a chicken club sandwich, Kyle. Yeah, but no, I'm saying... It's called... But I'm saying there's no bread in the middle of a club sandwich. Is there not three pieces of bread with a club? It doesn't have to not be. to my knowledge. I think, like, that's... Have... Okay. I'm thinking of, like, a, like, the only reason you do that is, like, a, a turkey sandwich. But even then, you do that open face, usually. Like toast. Mm. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, then I'm wrong. Then I'm wrong. Our our uh, club at work has uh, grilled chicken, tomato, lettuce, gar- garlic, aioli, and bacon. Okay, that's that's our that's club your sandwich. that's your standard club sandwich, I would think. Also, that's the other thing. If your chicken is not juicy, Take- and you are stingy with whatever mayo product that you're putting on there, do you not serve me a dry club, dude? A dry club. No thanks. Exactly. Especially if it's toasted, like overly toasted. Like now you're mm-hmm. seeing it's just violating your mouth. It's, keep, it's keep too those, crispy. Keep those drinks dry. coming. You know? I now need, need double need, refills to make up for this sandwich. This is a four Pepsi sandwich. <laughs> I, I, I'm all I'm thinking about is all the shitty clubs I've made over the last six years. Mix that mayonnaise in with that trick Those... chicken. If it's like chopped up, mix it in there. Mm-hmm. Fucking like Sunday is one of the the most fun days for lunch because either it's busy or it's slow as fuck. But when we get that church crowd, when we get that like they're they're coming in, they want a club sandwich after worshiping the Lord for an hour and a half. As you do, and it's as hard you, work. Uh, makes you hungry. You, you, you come in and then you abuse some poor like 19 year old server who is just trying to get from point a to hung over from the end last no night between... exactly exactly she's just there to make that money that she lost last night and i just i i i, I gotta say uh sundays are one of the worst days and and honestly they're not hard days they're just one of the worst days that I have to work. I don't mind them. Just because of these people. You don't. Well, I mean, like, I feel like, I'm, I feel like Sundays. I don't often. really typically do anything. Yeah. So that's why I like them quite a bit, actually. <laughs> Kyle Joseph, you did something that DK and I didn't do this summer. 
You went to Folk Fest. I did. All right. Um, my first question is is an awkward question. Okay. So I, I but but I need to know. What did you do? And you know what I mean. <laughs> um, this is a really disappointing answer because to be, to be clear, I went to Folk Fest. I did not camp at Folk Fest, and I feel oh, like if no, you're not okay. camping, it's a very different experience. Right. Definitely. Definitely. I was just I was just there and back, and it was it was a fun experience. I will say this: basically, every prominent local ish restaurant has like their own food kiosk set up out there, and if if you're in the mood for you know some pretty solid like Little Bones Wings is there. Um, a club sandwich. <laughs> probably a club sandwich place. I think Kawhi Crepe is there. Uh, like What? Yeah. You, you can get crepes at Folk Fest? Like, like, Little Bones makes sense. It totally makes sense. Like, there, but... there was people ordering, like, like I, I got a... Just I'm trying to remember stepping on chicken bones with your bare feet in the campground, eh? <laughs> I got a, a chicken. I got a, a, a chicken sandwich. Um, God, I'm trying to remember the name of the place now. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to figure this out. But uh, yeah, just like this this nice uh, hoagie sandwich that I got. Uh, it was it was very very good. Uh, Q Grill, that's the place um, okay. in Winnipeg. Okay. It's very very good. And so I we had food there, and then it started to rain on us, and it like poured poured rain and they took away a bunch of the umbrellas because apparently it was a lightning risk which then meant we had to sort of run back to the car which was a long way away we were uh, my girlfriend and i were just completely soaked and then we went back out and watched because i was there to see fleet foxes they're a, a band mm, from seattle yep. a folk rock band very good uh they were amazing live and it was great because it after it had stopped raining for a while, it rained again pretty hard while the band was there. And neither of us were going to go because this was like, this is a birthday gift for me. Um, and how often are Fleet Fox is going to even come to town? So, right. Um, so, yeah, by the time people had cleared out towards the end, like the end of the set, we were right up next to the stage and it was fantastic. Um, would highly recommend if you ever get the chance to see them live, they are, they are very worth it. Are you going to go back to Folk Fest? So, yes, I would go back to see an act. I think I'm at the place in my life where I'm in my 30s now, and doing the Folk Fest camping experience is something you do in your 20s. Okay. Uh, that's fair. Because uh, when myself and my younger brother were, I want to say, in our early teens, my mother, my brother, and myself went camping. We didn't realize that the weekend we went camping was Folk Fest. Oh. But the first night that we were there, I'll never forget waking up in the morning and my mother was sitting there whittling a stick. And <laughs> I was like, how long have you been up? And she was like, all night long. I listened to the guys next to us play the bongos. I went over there and told them you guys were sleeping. They slowly but surely got quieter and quieter with the bongos. But those guys were definitely on mushrooms. <laughs> like, that's the thing is I have heard so many drum circle stories or, like, different things that happen at this place that it's like 
I can't imagine, you know, waking up, especially if it rains, like it did really rain that day. I can't imagine waking up in the muck, um, you know, four in the morning because people decided it's time for drums. Um, trying to recover <laughs> from, you know, whatever substances happen to be in the, in the vicinity. Um, yeah, it's, it's, they tr- I think they tried to discourage some of that, but it's sort of a, a part of the, what dude if if a documentary was done on the manitoba folk fest it would be hey this is 20 year olds on mushrooms that's what that that would be that's why i've never gone is i don't think i'd ever come back <laughs> honest to god <laughs> listen sam roberts played a few years ago i want to say about seven years ago the folk fest and i'll never forget this moment because him and his band came into the the bar that I was working in, and our manager came to the back and was like, "I think Sam Roberts is at the bar. Can you can can somebody go identify him?" <laughs> and I raised my hand immediately. I was like, "I think I can do that for sure." I walk out to the bar. I ask for a nice tea. I look at the three guys sitting at the bar, and I'll never forget walking back into the kitchen, looking at the manager, and going. Any of those guys could be Sam Roberts. <laughs> it's, it's just three dudes with, like, medium-length hair and beards. Like, I don't know. Like, they all look the same. Um, but that being said, no. Uh, the, re- uh, the reason I bring up the story with me camping with my mother is I had to know. I was like, how did you know they were on mushrooms? And my mother looks at me and goes, well, I mean, they had the eyes of goldfish. So there was that. One of those things, eh? Yep. Um, Kyle, we've asked you to be on the program for a specific reason. Last month, we did a over-under where we talked about popular video games, and it was a hit. It was a definite hit. But when the three of us get together, we talk about music, and we generally enjoy talking about music because I think the three of us have a pretty similar music taste, minus Nickelback. Old Nickelback. Old Nickelback. We're we're gonna we're gonna um, find out for sure how how similar our music taste is. Oh, that that's the exciting part. We are doing an over under on classic rock acts. Kyle has put together a list of twenty five acts. I'm excited, Kyle. This is where I'm gonna kind of lean on you and uh, hope that you can lead the show. So, without further ado, let's get started. All right. So I put together this list. I found the acts that. Basically, I went and searched a bunch of lists that were top 10 uh, or top whatever rock acts, classic rock acts of all time. I have compiled what I can believe to be the top 10 based on the ratings that I I found for all of these different lists. And then I also put together a list of 15 others, which we will get to first, that are, you know, other bands that are sort of put in this category. Rylan had a couple suggestions. I have a few more that I've added to this. So let's start off. Rylan. Aerosmith. Overrated? Underrated? Um, I don't say underrated. I certainly don't say overrated. Aerosmith is my favorite classic rock band. Honest to God. I think that when it comes to the lyric work of Steven Tyler and the just the overall performance aspect of Joe Perry, uh, Jimmy, oh, what is it, Jimmy Kramer? And I don't know the, the basis name. I feel bad about that. But uh, Aerosmith is just a band that like I feel like almost does no wrong. And I say that knowing that there was 
a down period with Aerosmith. And it wasn't until Run DMC remixed Walk This Way with them before they started to kind of pick things up back again. Um, I think it's criminal, criminal that the only number one hit they've had is Don't Miss a Thing. Don't Want to Miss a Thing. Um, I think they have so many better songs than that one. And that's no shade on that song. I think that's a really good song. Um, but the, the fact that that's their only number one hit, it, it, it boggles my mind. So Aerosmith, definitely, I'm going to give a push to them. DK. Yeah, I got a push for them as well. I, I really like Aerosmith. Um, I've listened to a lot of Aerosmith. Um, I really like, you know, Steven Tyler. He kind of looks like somebody's weird grammar or something like that. But, uh, I don't know. There was a, I, I used to really listen to them uh, in high school, actually, and I really, really like their stuff. Um, I wouldn't say that they're overrated, but I think that they're, you know, liked appropriately. We're getting to the controversy right away. I Aerosmith is fully overrated. So you mentioned that Run DMC story. And basically what had happened was Run DMC were approached by their manager to try to get a more mainstream appeal and were given Walk This Way. And Run DMC fought tooth and nail not to record this song because they said the lyrics were whack and they were correct. Um, the best version of Walk This Way is Run DMC, and it's not even particularly close. I don't want to miss the things fine. Like, I'm not going to say that Aerosmith is terrible. I don't want to miss the things fine. Jaded is probably my favorite Aerosmith song. Mm, that's a good, that's a really good song. That's, I, I'll give you props on that one, Kyle. That's a really good song. But, I don't know. They're just I feel like we re- we think of them in that upper echelon of rock band, classic rock bands of all time. And I just... For me, there's something that doesn't quite work. I feel like there there's element, and or I'll say this: it's a band that has had a longevity that does not match its productivity, and I think that down period really gets overlooked as like basically like a good chunk of the '80s. They were there was you know concern that they weren't really a thing anymore, so. Yeah, it. I, I I do agree. Like, there's they have some good songs and stuff, but it's ah, uh, yeah. I don't know that I would put them in that same category. Can I rebut? Mm. Uh, not only walk this way, and and like I don't get me wrong. Like in 2023, like those lyrics lyrics are suspect. Don't get. I'm I'm not gonna say that. And and certainly the life that Steven Tyler has lived, suspect. Um. I think we could say that for a lot of rock acts and we could totally. Um, but sweet emotion, uh, same old, uh, same old song and dance, uh, back in the saddle, crazy crying, amazing. Uh, like these are timeless songs in my opinion. And uh, Kyle, I'd listen. I, I know we're here to debate, but Christ, that one breaks my heart. Uh, we're, I, I'm going to break your heart at least once more. I promise you that. Oh, my God. Here we go. I had a real thing for uh, Sweet Emotion for a while there. Because uh, when I was living in the middle of nowhere, my first placement, like, I didn't have any friends except for, like, some, like, middle-aged people or whatever that were, like, 10 years older than me. Maybe not quite like that. But they, they were at a different point in their, in their life. Like, they had kids and all that kind of stuff, and I'm, like, 21. Uh, but I would play in a garage band with them, and they were really cool, like, 
awesome people, but we used to always play Sweet Emotion. And it's that doom, doom, doom. Do you know Sweet Emotion? I used to. Oh, <laughs> shit. I was going to say, we haven't covered that on the show yet? No. Uh, so. Fun fact. Oh. Fun fact about Sweet Emotion. I don't, sorry, Kyle, I don't mean to interrupt, but fun fact about Sweet Emotion. If you're listening to the intro of that song, Steven Tyler breaks an instrument. I don't remember what the instrument was, but it was the thing that goes at the beginning of that song. Oh. You can hear him break it in the song. If you actually really, really listen to it, you can hear it break. And I think that's really cool that they left that in. That's something that we don't get in modern music. Also Kyle, hard to recreate ahead. on stage. Mm-hmm. Second uh, artist we are going to be doing, The Band. Rylan. Underrated. Underrated because this this group was, I think, so influential into today's music, whether it, whether it was the guitar, the drums, whatever else. The lyric work was amazing. Um, I just I, – and, and on top of that, like, you've got a director like Martin Scorsese covering your final concert. I think that's something to be said. The band has been a, ba- a, a band that I've more recently gotten into, gotten into uh, especially with the passing of uh, Robbie Robertson. Robbie Robertson. Um, and I just I think there's so much more to this group that nobody gives enough credit to. It's the same thing I feel about Crosby, Stills, Nash. Like there's a lot of lyric work that I feel like really needs to be looked at and gone. And, 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 and uh, sorry, and analyzed in a sense that, like, these guys might have been one of the greatest lyricists of rock music. Um, that's how I feel about the band. DK, the band. Supremely underrated. In my opinion, this is one of the greatest rock bands, actually. Um, I love all of their music. You know, the, the Last Waltz was incredible. Uh, stuff from Big Pink, the, the stuff that they did with you know Bob Dylan and so many other other really big names, they all wrote with them and played with them at, at certain times as well. Um, so some questionable kind of relationship there. Uh, Levon Helm is a fantastic one of the fa- like craziest drummers. Like the, the, just you know the, what what he does, the way that he plays. Not like he's like technically like the most amazing drummer, but and his and his vocals too. And uh, yeah, no, I love him. Everybody in that band was, like, technically really proficient. I didn't want to do this twice in a row. Thank goodness. Oh, no! No, Kyle! Oh! Here's the thing. The band, it's hard to say that the band are overrated because I don't know that they're that, you know, particularly in, like, beyond Canada. I don't know that they're that, you know, remembered. But... God, if the weight isn't like one of the worst classic rock songs of all time. Oh no! Oh, yeah, I strongly god. disagree. I do too. Oh my god! I, oh my god, Kyle, we are gonna get into this. Is gonna be an argument for an hour. Oh man! Uh, like you're just saying that because it's you feel like it's overplayed. I do. I do think it's overplayed. Like I'll say this: part of it is that rockabilly just isn't really my thing. And they were, like, really heavily a rockabilly band, first and foremost. And the second thing was that, like, I don't know. There's just, it just doesn't, like, the weight bums me out. 
I know that's not the point of it. You ever listen to Ophelia? Have I listened to Ophelia? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. I don't think I got into any of their latest. You should. You should. You should also. You should also listen to the night they drove old Dixie down. I heard that one. Like, dude, that's a great song. Oh, I can't. Oh my god. Oh, we are starting hot and heated. (laughs) All right. Well, let's let's see where we end up going with this because I I feel like this is going to be a problem. If you guys are going to be underrating everybody, this might be an issue. Um, third one, Rylan, the Bangles. Okay, here we go. Uh, here's a controversial take. What did they do? Because I'm not familiar. I, I'm familiar with the name, but I'm not familiar with um, the Their most famous song is Walk Like an Egyptian. Um, they did Manic Monday. They did Eternal Flame. Those were their, sort of their big hits. Uh, a cover of Hazy Shade of Winter. That did very, very well. Wish it was Sunday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. DK, I love you, man. It's another man <laughs> um, Monday. I can't, I can't give them an over and under because I'm not familiar with the music, so I'll push. Okay. DK, I don't know them that well. Besides, like the two or three that you really listed, and I wouldn't really have a rating for them. Uh, I definitely would. I wouldn't really invest. Like, I'm not invested in, in this band, so I'd have to say either push or overrated. Okay. I think the Bengals are underrated. I'll say this for them, because we're, we're not going to talk about Prince in this, because it's hard to categorize Prince as even like, like as any genre, let alone classic rock. But going through all of the Prince originals of covers that he gave to other bands, Prince's version is always better. And yes, that includes nothing compares to you. No disrespect to the late great Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, but hold on. Chris Cornell did the best version of that song. Uh, I disagree. Um, have you heard oh, Prince's? Have you heard the Prince version of it? Yes, I have. I have. Chris Cornell does a better version. We're going to fight. We're going to fight on this one. <laughs> except, <laughs> except, except for Manic Monday. <laughs> Manic Monday, the the version that the Bengals recorded is better than Prince's version. And that is, you know, I am a huge Prince the fan, so that is me saying a lot. I think I think the Bengals get forgotten and in um sort of modern rock landscape, but they had a few songs and they had a few like absolute jams. And if you have not listened in particular to their cover of Hazy Shade of Winter, it's good. For a for a cover of a Simon and Garfunkel song, it's quite interesting. I will tell you, if uh, Manic Monday comes on in the old supermarché when you're grocery shopping, like you're picking up that package of baked goods that you normally would leave on the shelf, like you're bringing home something special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, one hundred percent. I feel that. You know, there's gonna be um, there's gonna be some Nanaimo bars that are still slightly frozen that got your name on them, like. <laughs> I I am fascinated to see where this one's gonna go, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it out there. Bon Jovi. <laughs> can I Rylan, start? Yes, can I start? Bon Jovi. Over fucking rated. Are you kidding me? This guy was nothing more than an act that happened in the '80s. And I, you know what? I will say this. Like, I'm a big Nirvana fan, and I know we're gonna talk about them later, but I feel like it's the same thing. Time and place. 
Um, I don't feel like Bon Jovi would have ever gotten over in the 70s or in the 90s or in the 2000s. Like, it's just, it was a time and place. He had big hair. He was a good-looking guy. And women kind of gravitated towards that at that point. And I feel like his songs are song for chicks. And no disrespect on song for chicks. Songs for chicks. But I just, as I'm a fan of rock music, I kind of look at Bon Jovi like, ick. So, and I've always felt that way. Have a nice day. Right there. Right there. Have a nice day. Okay, DK. Bon Jovi. I think he's overrated too, you know? Like, I just get tired of listening to him, you know, in those weird glasses. I still understand what's going on. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. His songs are like, you listen to his songs on the I-49. If you're a businessman and you have a red Corvette, like convertible, or, uh, you know, those kinds of things. I think you really dig those songs. Or you manage McDonald's. Love, if you manage McDonald's, you love Bon Jovi. <laughs> so, Bon Jovi to me, I'm going to also say overrated. But for Good, because that would have hurt. That that so we said some reason. rude stuff. Um, <laughs> Living on a Prayer is fine. Like, a lot of their, like, bigger songs no, it's not. Is, are fine. No, it's They're not. Fine. It's not fine. You need to... Defending Nickelback and then slamming Bon Jovi. Goodness gracious! You gave love a bad name. If, if if you gave love a bad name, that's an okay. because yeah. of the guitar. The thing about living on a, a prayer though is that everybody knows it though. But yeah, the, but living on a prayer is like you could say the guitar is the exact same thing I would say for living on a prayer. The, the talking I guitar at the top of it is like the wow, one of those wow. iconic guitar riffs. Wow! All the time. Wow! Um. Here was my thing about Bon Jovi. Their rock, or their sort of big rock songs, which, you know, were kind of par for the course for the 80s. Like, I, I would say this, you can say the same thing about Aerosmith for them. The thing where Bon Jovi oh falls apart, God. the place where Bon Jovi falls apart, the ballads do not hold up. No. Wanted Dead or Alive, I'll Be There For You, um, Always. They're just there. I'll Be There For You is so bad. And I just, and that's the thing. I think they're a fine, like, rock act, but as soon as the tempo went down, it became a problem. Oh. oh I'm so happy we could agree this on this. This is Hot Take City. Um, let's keep going with this. Hot Stakes. Bruce Springsteen. Rylan. Springsteen. Oh, overrated. Overrated. So boring. So He's in the same camp as me. For, for me as uh, John Mellencamp and uh, God, uh, there's somebody else. There's another guy. It's so boring. That's all that is. Maybe he puts on a great show. Uh, I'll say this. The last concert I saw was the Arkells and I went with DK on a whim. We just we, we showed up at the Arkell show in 2017 uh, or 2016. I don't remember when it was. And we watched the, the band, and I was I was impressed by the opener. I was impressed by the Arkells, but as soon as they started doing Springsteen covers, I was immediately bored. Immediate and and Springsteen is so boring. It's it's so fucking boring. Like there's no edge to him whatsoever. He calls himself the blue collar guy, but you charge three thousand dollars for 
10th row tickets. Eat my ass. Springsteen is overrated. Wow, tell us how you really feel. Uh, DK, Springsteen. I think he's overrated. Like, I don't feel quite as strongly as Ryland does. But, uh, you know, take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. Um, the band's version of Atlantic City is better, full stop. So, hold on, hold on. Rage Against the Machines version of Ballad of Tom... Uh, what is it? Ballad of... Uh, I, I can't remember. There's a, They do a Springsteen cover, Rage Against the Machine. And it is way better than Springsteen's version. I will say... Um, so, I, I, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, Springsteen, I would say, is overrated. The... I think Springsteen, where it fall, where it comes to me is he is to me the opposite of Bon Jovi. The up tempo stuff never did anything for me. Um, you know, Dancing in the Dark, Born in the USA, oh, um, shoot me in the face, oh. Born to Run. <laughs> None of those songs ever really did anything for me. But I will say this about Springsteen: I think the ballad stuff was his best feature. Yeah, I think "Streets of Philadelphia" is probably the best song that he ever did, which is saying something. "Dance in the I Dark." "Dance in the Dark" isn't really a ballad. No, I guess not. But like, yeah, I think once when, when Springsteen slowed it down, I think that was the best thing that he would do. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just I never really got on board with, with Bruce and. And I get it. I get like I get the appeal, but it just never did anything for me. Probably to me, I think a better writer than a performer, and that sort of meant some. I think the performance to me means a lot more. And maybe he's great live. I've heard great things, but I just don't um, really like Levi Jeans a whole lot. Oh God. Um. So yeah, I think we're we're, the ghost, we're unanimous. The, 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 the song, the song I was thinking of was the Ghost of Tom Joad. Okay. That song is way is done way better by Rage. Um, Credence Clearwater Revival, Rylan. That's a push. They're great. Everyone knows they're great. Like, he, here's a hot take. Some of those Motown songs they did were done better by CCR. That's a hot take for me. Um, not all of them. Like, don't get me wrong. Heard It Through the Grapevine was a way better song before CCR did it, but they did a really good job. Um, and one thing I will say is Tina Turner was able to cover proud Mary and make it a huge hit like 10, 15 years after it was, uh, I, she did a great job, but like, I still prefer the CCR version. Um, John Fogarty's a legend. That guy has one of the best voices in rock and roll plays guitar, like a motherfucker. And I just, I don't know. I, when I, as a young person, I didn't quite understand CCR, but by 25, 26, I was uh, in love. I love CCR. Uh, DK, CCR. So a push for me. So I love CCR. Uh, I'm going to do a push for them as well, though. Um, I love their music. I think, uh, I think it's hilarious that they're like a Bayou rock band from California. Um, I think uh, John Fogarty, uh, I think as he's fantastic as well, but I think he's also a gigantic asshole. Um, 
And then, yeah. Oh, oh, why? Why do you think? Because he tried to, like, take all the rights for all the music. Okay, we will get to that when I it's my turn to talk, because I have a lot to say about that. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, push. So, I'm going to tell a quick story. Um, I was heading to my girlfriend's one day, and from where I lived at the time to my girlfriend's was having me cross through downtown. And it was taking forever to get through downtown. And for the life of me, I couldn't figure out why. There was no game on or anything like that, so it had to have been a concert. I looked it up, and it was John Fogarty. This happened last year. In 2022, a John Fogarty concert kept me, like, took me forever to go through. That is a sign of something. For a band that were really only actually popular and really only actually, like, delivering music from 68 to 70, that is their window. And in that window, they were the biggest band in America. Like,. Proud Mary, as you mentioned, I I do prefer the 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 uh, sorry um, Tina Turner version of Proud Mary. I think it is better. But um, I agree with you, hundred percent. I agree with that, you. It, but but only because of the fact that she had the showmanship. And and again, I know mm-hmm. we're going to get to her um, to take it through the roof. Bad Moon Rising, Down on the Corner, Fortunate Son. Oh my God, Fortunate Son. Uh, who will stop the rain? Green River. Run through the jungle. Yeah, Green River. Have you ever seen the rain? Like, they had bangers. The albums, are, it's tricky with them because the albums aren't always as strong, but like, you go through a CCR Greatest Hits, and it's amazing that they did this in three years. Yes. Um, what I will say about this is, yes, is Fogarty a jerk? Absolutely he's a jerk. Was Fogarty also the reason that that band was allowed to be a thing, as proven by their last album being a train wreck when the rest of the band wanted to write other songs? Yes. Yes, Fogarty was the reason that kept going. And y'all can complain about that, the rest of CCR, but let me tell you something. I don't know their names, you don't know their names, the listener, and neither of us is going to look it up. So, there you go. Um, <laughs> Rylan, the Doobie Brothers. Ooh, ooh. Um, I want to say I don't know enough of their music to give them either. Like, did they do Whip and Post? Or that's the Almond Brothers. That's it? the Almond Brothers. Okay. Um,. I don't know enough of the Uh, Doobie Brothers. I have to push. In terms of Doobie Brothers, um, let's see here. Listen to the music, Long Train Running, China Grove, Black Water, Take Me in Your Arms, Taking It to the Streets, and then later, uh, What a Fool Believes, Real Love, The Doctor. I got got nothing for that, man. I I won't lie. I got nothing. Okay. Um, (coughs) We'll push the Doobie Brothers. DK, Doobie Brothers. Underrated. This band slaps. There's fantastic music here. Uh, they're fantastic musicians. Um, I would probably say that I like almost all of their music. Um, they got some some bangers. So yeah, I would say they're underrated. 
the Doobie Brothers are, are very underrated to me. And what's interesting is that they had two really distinct versions of them. The early Doobie Brothers, um, you get you know, you know China Grove, listen to the music, Long Train Running, that kind of stuff, Blackwater. And then you have the second era of the Doobie Brothers when Michael McDonald sort of becomes the, the feature of it, which is the, what a fool believes, the Yacht Rock era of mm. the Doobies. And both are great. Like... To me, the early version, they, they could really uh, deliver some, like, really great rock and roll. And the later version with the little, with the pop editions uh, with the California sound at the time, I, I really love the Doobie Brothers. Um, so, and that whole sound to me just it really, it really bangs. It took, it took me everything not to include Steely Dan on this list, um, who are wildly underrated. Oh, yeah. Um. Whenever Black Water but, comes on, I'm just I just gotta stop what I'm doing. That song's great. That song is it's so like, good, and it just like it sneaks up on you, and then it's there, and it's like it's always. Let me feel so funky, Dixieland, pretty mom, come take me by the hand. Wanna honk tonk, honk tonk, pretty mom. <laughs> I dance with you, baby, all night long. Um, uh, the Doobie Brothers was, by the way, an inclusion. When I asked um, my brother Quinn uh, what bands were like underrated classic rock bands, that was the one he immediately went to. So I felt the need to include them. Oh, agreed. Um, Rylan, The Doors. Um, I'm a big Doors guy. Uh, I love... The music, I love the poetry of the music. Uh, Jim Morrison as a person, I think, and here's a hot take, uh, a drunk. A drunk with a lot of, you know, interesting poetic things to say in the 60s. But I read the guy's document, or the, the guy's biography, rather, and he was an asshole um, to a lot of people. That being said, I think the music is timeless. I think the appearance on Ed Sullivan stands the test of time because they did exactly what they were told not to do. And I think that there's an element of rock music that needs that edge. Um, and I think that if he had lived, there could have been more. Um, but the, the hits that they do have, I love them. I, lo I love those songs. Uh, Light My Fire, uh, Break On Through... The, the end is one of the craziest, like, wild songs of the era, and I think it stands the test the test of time. Um, uh, what else? What else, what else do they have? Uh, Backdoor Man. Backdoor Man's a great tune. Um, so I'm gonna guess, I'm gonna say I'm gonna give them a push. I'll give the Doors a push. I think they get a lot of respect. I don't think anyone technically considers them underrated or sorry overrated, but. I'm sure Kyle's got something to say about that. Uh, DK, The Doors. <sighs> I like The Doors when they come on randomly and I hear The Doors. Um, I like L.A. Woman. You know, I like uh, I like a lot of their music. Uh, Riders in the Storm, you know. Uh, I like Snoop Dogg's version better of that, though. Um, there's a... <laughs> There was a lot of music that they, that they had, you know, that was good. But uh, I uh, I don't have the doors on any of my playlists because uh, I don't like seek to listen to them. So when I think you know Jim Morrison was a raging alcoholic, and he was idolized way more than he should have been. Uh, but uh, yeah, if I was to say 
The Doors, I would say push. If I was to say Jim Morrison, I'd say overrated. <laughs> Our uncle loves The Doors. Um, Which one? Which uncle Daryl loves The Doors. Loves of course. Doors. And he was like, oh, he's a poet. He's a poet. He's a drunk. Um, here's the thing. I want to say that The Doors are overrated, but they're super not. The Doors going to push for me as well. Um, Light My Fire is great, as you mentioned. Hello, I Love You is a great song. Riders in the Storm is like... It it's so simple and yet I can't put it down. It is a really, really like great low tempo like jazz blues song, which is so odd for a rock band, but it, it really works. Um It's a good cleaning song. I, mm, I'll say you this fuck like, in I, your bathroom listening to that song. I don't love the doors. I, and I like you, I'm not gonna necessarily like <laughs> seek out what they're doing all the time, yeah. but you know, I I can give I can give them a solid, or at least the respect that they're due. Uh, they're a solid push for me. I could, I can't believe that, Kyle. I thought you were going to think they were overrated for sure. No, I I mean like I don't think because we're talking about bands here that aren't going to be in in that top ten or whatever. I saw some mentions of the Doors. I think the Doors get forgotten a little bit, which like I'm not you know racing to, to sing their praises but i do think they had good music especially considering how early they were they were making it mm. rylan i'm fascinated to hear what you say with this because i know where the rest of us are going and it's gonna be fun rylan the eagles uh overrated i fucking hate hotel california jesus so christ <laughs> i know i know i know you're both going i know you're both the opposite of me on this one. I just, I don't know. It's, it's another thing. It's like Springsteen. It's like Mellencamp. No. It's just it's boring not. to me. It's boring. <gasps> it's not like those bands, though. It can be boring to you, but it's not like those two bands. Maybe, maybe I don't know enough of the Eagles to, like, really give them a fair review. But for me, it's always been overrated. I, I never understood the appeal to these guys. I see them doing tours with, you know, members coming back and 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 just like don't get me wrong. Like who was their guitarist? I can't remember the guy's name. Which one? Uh, the the really good one. The lead, the lead guitarist was it not Glenn Frey? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hold on. The next one then. Um. Oh God. Oh, he had he had he his own stuff James for Gang. a while. Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh is dope as fuck. I love blues music, and I think Joe Walsh is a, a really underrated blues musician. But, like, um, it just, I don't know, it just never clicked for me. I, at Working in a hotel, cleaning fucking rooms, tw- 13 rooms a day, listening to Hotel California twice in my shift. Twice only? You're mad about that? The way you're talking about it, it sounds like you listen to every it day, times per every shift. fucking day, DK. Every fucking day. Oh man, dude, if I could guaranteed listen to Hell Hotel California twice a day, I'd be stoked. D- DK, I think I know where you're going with this, so I'm curious. Underrated. DK. This band fucking slaps. This is one of my favorite bands. Uh, and when you say you don't know enough about them to appreciate them, maybe you don't know enough about music. Like, holy shit, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Walsh is incredible. He's like such a goofy troll looking of a man and his like hands are as big as his nose, but fucking he played the guitar. 
Uh, and uh, <laughs> Don Henley's drumming and vocals is fantastic. The fact that he can play drums and sing like that is incredible. I saw them when they came to Winnipeg, and like I remember listening to Hotel California when I was like a child. And I was in the back seat of my mom and dad's like 1989, like cut the Sierra, turning down a gravel road, and my dad just turned up Hotel California, and I was just like looking at the stars, listening to the song. I was like, "Fuck, dude, this is wild." So love that band. I went and I saw them. I went there in Winnipeg recently, and uh, probably uh, probably the best concert I've ever been to. They had uh, Vince Gill there in replace, and uh, Vince Gill's fucking awesome as well. So no, I extremely love the eagles and everybody should love the eagles as much as i love the eagles so i'm gonna sit somewhere in the middle between you two i do think that hotel california in particular is overrated but no the eagles are good like take it easy is great peaceful easy feeling great song one of these nights great song uh, New Kid in Town is a good song. Life in the Fast Lane, great song. Seven Bridges Road is one of the all-time underrated oh, songs. That song rips. The vocals? The Oh, my God. Yeah. It is fantastic. Um, like I'm, are stars. Sorry. I think there's there are some people who, like, for whom the Eagles is the greatest band of all time, and I definitely get that. I'm not in that same place. But I can't say that they're overrated. No, they're not. Um, Eagles, Eagles will push. Yeah, and I also, they, like, I also wouldn't say they're the greatest of all time either. But no, they they have too many great songs. Like they have too many like really great songs for me to for me to say anything beyond they're they're at least a very good band. Rylan, Fleetwood Mac. Uh, I'll give Fleetwood Mac a push. The reason being is because uh, Rumors was an album that. Like, I heard a lot about, and I didn't really ever give it a chance until I saw Stevie Nicks in an episode of American Horror Story. And so I decided to kind of do a deep dive. Rumors is was the first vinyl I ever owned, and it's a perfect album. I know it's really cocaine-induced, and there was a lot of anger behind that album, but, like, it's really rock and roll. Like, people look at the song Go Your Own Way and they think, oh, it's just like a happy-go-lucky song. Listen to the lyrics. Listen to the, the tone, how they're singing that song. It's angry. They're mad at each other. They're dealing with relationship issues. It's beautiful in that sense. And, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I love tons of Fleetwood Mac songs, but obviously that album stands out. The Chain, for me, one of the best songs of all time. Um... And, and like that, it it stands the test of time. It's still fucking good. Uh, Fleetwood Mac for me, I'm gonna say underrated because I don't feel like they give uh, they get enough credit for how rock and roll they were. TK uh, Fleetwood Mac. I love Fleetwood Mac. I really do. Um, it's funny that they're kind of like come back into popularity a little bit with like some weird TikTok stuff or whatever. But I think that they're fantastic. Um, I remember specifically buying the Rumors album from my dad because of how good it was. And I can listen to that song start to finish. Every single one of it is a, is a banger. And they're, they're like, as a band, they're like dynamic was kind of weird. It was this whole, like this whole sex triangle kind of weird thing going on there. But, uh, music ripped. So, you know, that's the cookie tumbles, you know, <laughs> I'm not too upset about it. Like my feelings were hurt. Uh, 
<laughs> the the greatest thing I ever heard about rumors um, is from a YouTuber named Mike the Snare. He said, I don't believe that you have to suffer for your art. But if you wanted proof that you have to suffer for your art, look at rumors. And... Oh God! It is it is a masterpiece of an album. Uh, you mentioned uh, um, the chain. The chain is one of the greatest compositions of like one of the greatest modern songs of all time. Um, yes. But I think what gets lost with Fleetwood Mac is first go back and listen to their early stuff. They are a really good blues band. Like before Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham show up. Uh, they were Mick Fleetwood and um, I'm trying to even remember John, uh, yeah, John McVie and Christine McVie um, were a part of the original <laughs> British iteration and it was a blues band and they have some great songs then they get into more of a poppy feel and Sentimental Lady is an absolute banger of a song like it's a fantastic one of the one of the great early ballads um, their stuff for off of before it like Rhiannon it's a really, really great song. Even their stuff in the 80s that Christy McVie was writing all those years later. Um, Little Lies and Everywhere are both oh. fantastic songs. Um, but yeah, Rumors is top to bottom one of the greatest albums ever made. Every time I listen to the Rumors album, though, I can just sit there thinking to myself, like, what must it be like to record this fucking thing? Like, you know? A bunch of people imagine. sitting in a dark room with carpets on the walls and all hate each other. Like, what would the tension in that room be like? And they're all on Yeah, coke. just... <laughs> like, that's the thing. Just mounds and mounds of... Screwing each other, they but not to, really. They wanted to thank their dealer when they... when they In their in liner notes when uh, they released Tusk. But I think their dealer had died before the, the album got released, so they weren't able to Jesus. do it. That's hilarious. Jesus. Yeah, it's uh, something. Um, more fascinating stuff. I, I think we're powering through these, but I think there some of these are really good. Rylan, Genesis. Oh, okay. So here's a fun fact: is I didn't like Genesis for like a long time. I thought that Phil Collins was a one-hit wonder with uh, "In the Air Tonight." Um, I've come to learn that Genesis is one of the greatest bands of all time. Um, a, a standout song for me is, what is it called? I Don't Dance. Mm. That song is incredible. Uh, and honest to God, like, it's it's a wild band because he was not the original, like, lead singer, was he? No. Uh, the original one would have been Peter Gabriel. Right. So they went through, like, different transitions and were always able to stay relevant and always able to stay on top of what they're doing musically. In 2023, I can happily say I'm a big fan of Genesis, and I want to learn more, and I want to discover more songs, but, like, that one in particular really stands out to me as just a great song. And uh, a friend of mine who I work with talked about seeing them in Toronto in, I think, the 80s at some point and saying it was one of the best concerts he's ever, he's ever been to. So I I have to learn more about Genesis. I'm going to give them a push. I think that, uh, I, from what I know, I really appreciate. I don't think they're overrated by any stretch. And I don't think they're underrated because from what I hear, they're great. So 
that's what I got on Genesis. Um, DK, I'm gonna, Genesis. I'm going to push Genesis also, um, only because, like, I don't know if I've listened to enough of them to give them, like, an in-depth review. Um, but I do like Peter Gabriel, and I do like Phil Collins. I think they're both pretty good writers. And, uh, you know, I'd listen... You know, I know I would know like their top ten songs. Like if you played them, I would probably recognize them, but I wouldn't be able to go too deep. But you no, know, I like I I would listen to them more. To me, a Genesis gets a push as well. But for the biggest reason for me is like as much as I love Invisible Touch as a song or some of their other like some That's of their earlier stuff. Um, I feel like both Peter Gabriel and Phil Collins did better work when they were solo artists, so I can't. I don't hold Genesis in the same reverence because, yeah, because to me they're they're not um, they were better as musicians after Genesis, but okay. but yeah, like they're a good band and they've got they've got a number of very good songs, but um, yeah, to me uh, push as well. Rylan, excited for this one, Journey. Oh. Here's a fun one for you. They're overrated as fuck. Don't Stop Believing sucks. They have one song for me, and I believe it's called Wheel in the Sky. Is that is that the song I'm thinking of? I'm just double-checking here. I think you're right, but I can't remember. Yeah, so there's one song, and I think it's called Wheel in the Sky. Yes, Wheel in the Sky, that's right. Yeah, that's a really good song. But that band sucks. It just, it's, again, it's boring. It's boring. Don't stop believing. Like, it's, uh, I remember, like, I was not part of my graduating class, but apparently their graduation song was Don't Stop Believing. That was 2010. Fuck off. That song is lame. The band is lame. And I, I got nothing for you. I, I Like, Wheel in the Sky is a really good song. But other than that, they're overrated. Fuck Journey. DK. <laughs> Journey. Oh, man. I'd push. Push. You know, like, I, I think Journey's pretty cool. Push! Yeah. I, yeah, I, I had a time when I listened to I'm I listened, so offended. I had a time when I listened to some Journey for a bit, you know? Wow, what a Journey. Uh, but I like they kind of got like, <laughs> um, yeah, I just push. <laughs> uh, to me, I think Journey is also overrated. I'm not as vitriolic about it as Rylan is. I think Joe, don't stop believing is a fine song. Like I do think it, it it has been played to the point where people are kind of can feel like me, but like. It does its job as a song. It's instantly recognizable. It does its job the one as that a I, song. Yeah. The one that I feel, this, the way that you feel about Don't Stop Believing is how I feel about Open Arms. Cannot stand that song. Um, It's like it's like listening to Aerosmith. Just don't need it. Don't need it. <coughs> um, Fuck it. Relax. <laughs> Relax over there. <laughs> oh, God. <coughs> All right. Um, we're going to keep going. Uh, we've got a few more before we get to the top ten. Rylan, I'm, exci- I, I'm excited for this one. Rylan, Nirvana. Um, they get a push because 
again, much like a lot of the bands we talk about from the 70s, much like a lot of the bands we talk about from the 80s, it was a time and a place. I love Nirvana, but I know a, lo- a lot of people don't understand the music. And uh, the, the, the best story I have about Nirvana is asking your mother, uh, Kyle, to... She had called myself and my brother and asked what we wanted for Christmas. My brother wanted a Weezer album, uh, the, the Beverly Hills album. I don't remember what it was Beverly called. Beverly Hills, um, that's what I want Weezer's not on this list, by the way. <laughs> but I want, my, my, my request was Nevermind. And, of course, we all know what the, the album cover of Nevermind was. Um... And I'll never forget Nana and your mother talking to me about how horrified they were. I was there when she bought it. it. Ah! By the way. That was, okay. Let me tell you, All right. that was the a story trip is to yours. HMV. That's a, the story is yours. I need to know play-by-play play what that was like. <laughs> DK Nirvana. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you after. DK Nirvana. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm going to give Nirvana a push because I think Nirvana is awesome and I think that everybody should. Um, I don't think that they're overrated. I think they did a lot of stuff for like music and grunge music. Um, you know, Kurt Cobain is a character I would never try to understand. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, their music fit right into what got, they were trying I've gotten to. There their too. music fit right into what they were trying to achieve, so. Uh, as a youngster, I tried to understand the guy, and over time, I realized there was no understanding. It's the same thing I feel about Jim Morrison. Like in the beginning, I was all, I was all like, "Oh, he's poetic. He's he's different." And by the end of it, I was like, "No, he had some problems. Mm. He definitely had some problems." To me, I'm going to give them a push as well. First of all, that trip to the HMV was very very weird because I was asked to explain what this was uh, when she saw the album. And I had never seen the album before because, like, that just wasn't the music I grew up on. I don't know. I don't know. Rock album. I don't know. Um, Nirvana, to me, is such a tricky thing to deal with because for a genre of music I hate with a burning passion in grunge, Nirvana was... Oh, my God. Uh, you, you, We are getting into a fight. Nirvana was a very, very good... Like, Nirvana was a great band. And what the problem for me with Nirvana is that the music industry looked at Nirvana and tried to find other Nirvanas, and there weren't any others. But that didn't stop them from, from you know, getting some people in plaid shirts and, and having them throw out there and sing like they, you know... Okay. Had a gerbil in their mouth. Hold the fuck on. Hold the fuck on. Alice in Chains. Not a fan? No. Soundgarden. Not really. Soundgarden's okay. Pearl Jam. Here's my problem with Pearl Jam, is I hear um, covers of Pearl Jam songs, and I like them more than the originals, and that happens consistently enough that I just, they're okay. All right, move on. Before I, <laughs> I get really mad. This is this is. I'm fascinated to go from that to what we're doing next. Ryland. Oh, great. Steve Miller band. I love the Steve Miller band, dude. They are underrated. 
they are underrated. I hate the fact that the Black Keys got burned by this guy. That really bothers me. Honest to God, it bothers me because I know they're fans. You can tell they are fans by, uh, what's the song? Uh, Gotta Get Away. That's a Steve Miller song. Yeah. Um, and it really bothered me that they had that experience with him. But you know what Steve Miller to me is? He's a guy who got in in the 70s. And yes, he had albums in the 80s and the 90s, but he knew his time. He had like 10 great songs, and I can only list like six. But for me, obviously The Joker's a great song. Um, Fly Like an Eagle's an amazing song. Uh, an, An underrated Steve Miller song for me. Jungle love. Jungle love. Jungle love. Making me mad. mad. Driving me crazy. Driving me crazy, baby. I got my kid to dance that song. Like, that (laughs) that, that song is so, so underrated. Um, And the bird at the end. That's why Hendrix loves it, is because of the bird. I told him it was a bird song, and he loved it. Um, (laughs) Steve Miller rips, bro. He rips. Totally underrated. I think he should be held in higher regard. Uh, DK. Steve Miller Band. So, when I was a kid, I used to really like Space Jam. Mm. I watched that movie all the time. And in the beginning, there is a Steve Miller song. Fly like an eagle. Fly like an eagle. And ever since then, Steve Miller has held a special hole in my heart. And yeah, I love stuff. I, I love I love Steve Miller. He's underrated, and like everybody needs to spend some more time on a weekly basis listening to some Steve Miller. Okay. Oh, oh fuck! Oh fuck, Kyle! No. Steve Miller gets a push. Here's the thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought I thought you said I thought you were gonna say piece of shit, but you said push. So I was like, sorry. <laughs> Steve Miller Band, except he, no. Here's here's where you're still gonna be mad, but okay. we're not at that same. We're not the same place. Steve Miller Band had three number ones: The Joker, Rock and Me, and Abacadabra. I wanna reach out and get around. The Joker is a terrible song, and I will hear no argument on this. Rock and Me is fine, and Abracadabra is a terrible, terrible song. I won't. I won't disagree with that. I don't like Abercrombie. But here's the thing: the problem Jungle is Jungle Love, though. Jungle that's Love. my point. Jungle Love is an incredible song. That thing is an absolute gem. Um, Fly Like an Eagle. I will say this: the Seal version I like more because I think Seal is a better singer than Steve Miller is. But Fly Like an Eagle is still an absolute gem. Um, Take the Money and Run is a fantastic song. Jet, Air- Jet Airliner is a fantastic song. Like yes. the problem is for me for Steve Miller, it's the things that everyone remembers, like if you've ever seen the the episode of The Simpsons where Homer Simpson sings along to with um, the Joker as he's driving on the way uh, to his high school, that is how I that scene is how I feel about the Joker. Um, I named I literally named my character in Starfield Maurice because he's a space <laughs> cowboy. God, what was his last name again? Loveman. That's right. Loveman. Because he's the gangster of love. Oh, my lord. Um, what? Woo! <laughs> I cannot stand that song. Um, but, but no, Steve, Steve Miller's good. Um, <laughs> Rylan, Tina Turner. 
Tina Turner is so underrated. The queen of rock and roll. Proud Mary, banger. Uh, What's Love Got to Do With It is one of the greatest songs of all time. Uh, God, like, uh, just... It blows my mind how incredible this performer was. Like, her dancing during Proud Mary. When it kicks in, where you've got the, the dancing portion of the song... That's what, for me, puts it over the CCR version. The CCR version is timeless. It's classic. It's great rock and roll. But when she just, like, she's talking to you. She's getting you ready. She does the fucking verse. She's getting you ready. And then all of a sudden, do, 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 do. And the legs come out and the dress comes out. That shit is so rock and roll. I love it. And here's a, here's a fun fact for you. There's a, a, a song that she does with Brian Adams. And uh, here's a fact about me. Brian Adams, overrated. Fucking fuck that guy. Fuck but you, Brian. They, she, he, he did a song with Tina Turner called uh, It's Only Love. And he does his verse, and he's, like, he's got the smoker's voice, and it's... And then she comes in in the second verse and blows the fuck out of that song. I love that song. I don't love it for the fact that Brian Adams is a part of it. I understand maybe guitar-wise it was necessary. But that's Tina Turner's song, in my opinion. And when she passed this year, it was, it hit me harder than I thought it would because my dad raised myself and my brother on classic rock, but Tina Turner always snuck her way in there and... and I always had a respect for her because I'll never forget watching like numerous performances of hers. And my dad was so energetic for a guy who is not energetic at all. And I, I loved it. I loved it. So yeah, Tina Turner, she's underrated because I don't think enough people appreciate her mark on rock music. DK, Tina Turner. Tina Turner's awesome. Um, I don't know like a lot of her stuff. I, I don't think I spent a lot of time really investing my time and listening to her, which is unfortunate. But I mean, like, I know all the hits, right? And I tell you, she's got some pipes. Like, really, really respect her as a vocalist. Um, yeah, I would say it's in between underrated and push for me. But I'll do an underrated only because I feel like I should spend more time listening to her. But yeah, no, she's great. I think for me, Tina Turner, I'll, I'll give. It's hard for me. I'll say she's underrated. Like, that Proud Mary is so, so very good. And as somebody who I said to love CCR, I think they're, they're wildly underrated. Uh, her version is, you know, so much better. I think The Best is a very good song. I think, um, as you mentioned, uh, What's Love Got to Do With It? She's got some very good songs. It just, for me, some of the other stuff just doesn't quite do it the same way as the sort of bigger hits do for me but that's just that's just me personally um but yeah i I do think tina turner is definitely worth checking out rylan tragically hip underrated i'll tell you why and it's not i don't think it's the world's fault but those guys were content being as popular as possible in their home country. And that's fine. Like, Canada either loves or hates that band. And as somebody who lives 25 minutes from their hometown, I can feel that 
so much. More recently, I've really gotten into the hip. Like, I feel like come Jagger's Eve, we're going to be talking about the hip a lot. Um, I watched the final concert a couple weeks ago and broke down numerous songs. This band, I think, as the Canadian culture goes on, is one of the more important bands in our history. Um, Gore Downey was an incredible songwriter. The band itself was super tight. Um, all of their hits are fantastic. And what's amazing to me is they, I think they, their first album came out in 87 and their last one came out in, I think 2015, maybe 26, maybe 2016. Um, it was 2016. All of their, all of their albums had hits and all of their albums got huge radio play. Like everyone talks about fully completely and road apples being the two big ones. But, like, you've got songs like 38 Years Old, New Orleans The Sinkin', Fireworks, uh, Love Is A First. These are all off albums that no one really gave any time to. My, my music work. These were all hits that came off of albums that no one really gave enough credit to. Um, for me, the best album they ever put out was Trouble at the Hen House. Um, and then also they did an album, I think, I don't know if it was before that or a couple before that. Uh, I can't remember the name of the album, but they had, uh, so hard done by grace to just, oh, I don't, I could go on for hours about the tragic, uh, the day for night. And it was the one immediately before trouble at the head house. What an incredible album. Grace Two is one of the most powerful songs I've ever heard in my life. And what I love about that album, or sorry, that song in particular, is apparently, and I don't know, and DK, you might know more about this, but apparently the original opening line was, they said, we're tragically hip. And I've heard him perform that song uh, and use that opening line. It's not the line they used in the album version of the song, but man, do I ever feel like it's better? Do I ever feel like it's better? The Tragically Hip is so underrated because the world should know that music. And unfortunately, Canada feels like they're one of the greatest bands in the world, but the rest of the world doesn't know. DK. I think, uh, I think the Tragically Hip is underrated. Uh, they are probably for sure... They're, they're one of my favorite bands. They definitely are. Uh, I remember going to school and they had a uh, your favorites like tree poster on the wall, and I've been trying to find one like that ever since then. I think all their music is fantastic and like really represents Canada well. Uh, Gord Downey is an icon um, and a poet, and I personally feel like you know Live Between Us is is one of my that's my favorite album of theirs, and you get to hear like a bunch of the Gord Downey banter, you know, where he comes in, you know. Thanking, uh, thanking the band, the Rail Statics, which are a cool band, by the way. Uh, you know, we were all richer for having heard them and all that kind of stuff. And he says stuff like, uh, uh, "Catharsis, uh, adolescence, in essence, is all about trust. Catharsis, my arse is capable of more flush." Fucking hilarious, and it reminds me of like all the concert experiences that I've had with that band, and even like uh, one of their newer albums. Not the newest, but one of the newer albums, like uh, The World Container, packed with, like, excellent tunes. And, like, 
that was in the 2000s too so well beyond when they were like in their prime or like when they were like really like when road apples came out which like like rylan would say is like when people always think of one of their best ones but yeah underrated tragic clips best uh before kyle you, you i just want to point out how many hits they had before 1995 is incredible mm. um kyle oh, wildly underrated i think the the thing about the tragically hip that is really unique to a lot of other bands is that if you ask hip fans what their favorite song is you'll get different answers wildly different answers yeah. from all of them just because yeah. there's so much music to and i'm curious i'm gonna go around the table um rylan favorite tragically hip song right now it's grace too but it changes mm-hmm. it honest to god changes i'm really into gift shop and noctical disaster i'm really into um so hard done by like it, it it changes constantly it just depends on the mood i'm in uh dk favorite hip song oh man that's a hard choice for me i got so many right? um i'll just pick one like i'd have to say 38 years old i really love that song a lot um um poets for me love that song Oh, it's a good song. Um, but yeah, like, I can go through any number of, of different songs, some of their hits. And, like, even if they didn't chart Locked all in the that, track of a that car. Well, that song is awesome. The, the staying power that they've had as, like, really Canada's band, what they sort of became. And, yeah, I, I think that they're... Their music is is timeless, and, and um, if you have not checked out Tragically Hip, well worth a listen. So, it is very late, and we're now getting into the top ten. You guys ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Rylan, Van Halen, number ten. Uh, I would have said overrated like two years ago. But more recently, I've gotten into some of their hits. And, man, every every member of that band was talented. Um, I'm a bigger fan of the uh, David Lee Roth era than I am of the Sammy Hagar era. Although, I'm one of the people who think that the Gary Schroen album isn't that bad. Oh, so, oh don't say words like that. Listen, man, I love Extreme, too. So, there's that. But... But regardless, no, uh, <laughs> definitely, I think that they are uh, a push-worthy band. DK, Van Halen. I love this band. I, I think I actually have all these albums downloaded on my Spotify. Uh, oh, my God. I didn't know yeah. that. Uh, yeah, when the lead guitarist, when they died there, like, I listened to everything all in a row. Um, yeah, I really, I really like... Van Halen quite 1984 I think is my favorite album but yeah they're great Van Halen's so interesting uh, they're gonna uh, they're gonna get a push for me Van Halen's so interesting because uh, I, t- I there was another one I talked to, to Quinn about when the point that he made was that the songs they're most known for their arena rock songs are so un Van Halen <laughs> they're really not like any of their other music and it's really fascinating but no I, I'm like, 
I'm not going to go and say like I'm a, I'm a ride or die Van Halen fan, but their music is quality and it's worth checking out for sure if you're not uh, somebody who's into it. But to be honest, I feel like they're a band that if you're like if you are going to like Van Halen, you've probably already heard everything they've done. Legitimately, the week Eddie Van Halen died, I downloaded all of their music onto Spotify. And I listened to their songs chronologically from start to finish that week. I had a lot of driving, so I just listened to Van Van Halen all week. That's incredible. (laughs) Right. That's incredible. Number nine, Rylan. Rush. Ooh, overrated. I'm just, it's, like, there's some good songs, but, like, I don't know. I feel like they get a lot of love for, and, and don't get me wrong. I know every single member of that band is technically sound. Neil Peart may be one of the best drummers of all time. I've always been a John Bonham guy, but regardless, I understand the talent. Um, yeah, I just, I just, it's not for me. So overrated. Overrated. Okay. Uh, yeah, I definitely wouldn't say overrated. Um, I would say push. Uh, there's some people that are like obsessed with Rush, like people that like eat, sleep, yes. and breathe Rush. You know, they're like fucking Rough Rider fans. Um, but uh, that's a very Canadian rest- reference for any American listeners. Also, highly accurate. Um, like if, if if there's people that are like love Rush, it's like they have at one point in time they had a Rush poster like on their ceiling. Um, for me, it's not it's not that much. Like uh, Neil Peart's a fantastic drummer. I can only listen to so many Rush songs in a row, uh, just before it's okay. My I'm done. Like my ears are getting violated. Like putting some some Sam Roberts, but uh, <laughs> full circle. But uh, <laughs> I love that's who you. Chose. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, push. Uh, Rush is a push for me as well. Not that again, as we said, wildly talented. Just. Never really did it for me. I probably need to give them another another listen through some other music, but it just to this point, it's never really done it for me. So I think they're they're a push for me. Rylan, number eight, Jimi Hendrix. Um, I think we all know how I feel about this guy. Um, my son's named after him for God's sakes. Like, uh, this guy's fantastic. Um, I don't, he's definitely not overrated. He's definitely not underrated. I have to give him a push. He's one of the greatest guitar players of all time. Personally, my favorite. Um, and yeah, just it changed music forever. So yeah, that's how I feel. A push for Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, I gotta give him a push too. I can't say that he's overrated, and I can't say he's underrated. And I think that Jimi Hendrix is like regarded as like one of the best, and I think that that's an appropriate place for him to be. So I would have to push. I was going to agree with you. Oh, and what the fuck? No, are you about no, to say? hold on. No, 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 no. no. It's the it's the other way. It's the, you don't realize this. I was going to agree with you and say that like who would under who would who would uh, like overlook Hendrix. And I looked up the list of the greatest rock guitarists of all time, and they had Hendrix like sixth or seventh. And to me, that's absurd. So, yeah, I think we're starting to lose the Jimi Hendrix a little bit. And for anybody who's like, you know, 
put an Eric Clapton ahead of Jimi Hendrix, greatest guitar players of all time, shame on you. Shame on yes. you forever. Eric Clapton, overrated. Hendrix, I think we're at the place now. I think Hendrix has gotten wildly underrated, and it needs to stop. Good call. Um, Rylan, number seven, ACDC. This is hard. It is. Because I want to say, I, I want to say, I want to say overrated, but honest to God, dude, like, how do you say overrated to a band who sells out every concert and it's always a bop? It's always a good you just, Hang on. So I'll show you how to do it. Do you just describe ACDC as a bop? <laughs> yeah. I did. Because, like, listen, listen, listen. When they start fucking uh, Dirty Deeds, it's just motherfucker like 70,000 people going oh 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 it, it it's always a fucking amazing time i've i've you know talked to people who have seen them live it, i've never heard like it was a rough it was a rough show for them even when they had axel rose as their singer it was always a good time so i don't know i i got to say they're a push for me uh, DK, yeah, DC. I don't know. I don't think I don't think they're overrated. Um, I think they're great. I think their music is good. I think that they provide like a certain element to rock and roll that's needed. I think that if they weren't there, that rock and roll would be a little bit different because like you wouldn't have that sound to compare it to. Um, but I also don't think that they're underrated either. I wouldn't be like, man, ACDC is way better than you think because it's like no, like they're as good as they are, you know. There are some ACDC songs I really, I really like. Like I think, I think name them, name them. Like, uh, Dirty Deeds, as you said, done dirt cheap. Uh, TNT, I think is really, really good. I, I quite like Highway to Hell. Um, their later stuff just does not hold up to me. Mm. I, I cannot abide by Thunderstruck. I think it is one of the most overrated rock songs of all time. Um. Just like I think that next era of ACDC to me kind of sinks them a little bit for me. I'm gonna say that they are overrated. Like there's music of theirs that I quite like, but I feel like there's a stopping point at which ACDC stops doing it for me, and it's the 1980s. Um, number six, Rylan. The Who. Ooh, this is hard because I, I, I like a lot of Who songs, but like, I guess I don't get the appeal that some people, like, like DK talked about with Rush. Some people really like Rush. Some people really like The Who. And I like The Who just fine, but I'm not there. So I, I feel like I have to give them a push. Um, DK, The Who. I lo- man, the Who's awesome. I love the Who. Um, I'm gonna push them as well because I think they're fantastic. But I don't feel like I need to tell anybody how much better they are than than they actually are. Like I think people, yeah, I think the Who's awesome. So this is interesting. We're in the same place, but I don't I don't feel as strongly as like, the Who. Are, the Who are fine. They do their job. I I think some of their music's quite good. I just don't. It doesn't like super do it for me but it's not it doesn't offend me in any way i i quite like some of their music 
who's a solid push. Number five, Rylan, Queen. Another push, because I feel like people don't hold them in a negative regard, and their influence on music is still felt today. Queen is one of the the, the best bands of all time. Freddie Mercury, one of the best vocalists of all time. And one of the best writers of all time, too. Like, people underestimate how... Like, you you know all the hits. You know all of the songs you hear on the radio and all that. But, like, they had some deep-ass tracks that nobody looks at and goes, yeah, that was a really, really good tune. And, like, Queen is a band I hold in high regard. So definitely, I would give them a push. DK Queen, I gotta push Queen too, just because I think they're they're great. Like I think they're fantastic. I love watching their like documentary. I I really like actually the ones that they've been doing lately. Um, really love their music. Um, but I think everybody loves Queen too, and I think that if you don't like Queen, then I don't know. Uh, I can see how people don't think that maybe they're the most like amazing band ever, but I really love their stuff. Push. Queen, to me, I think, I'm going to say underrated. And I know it's kind of wild to say the Queen is underrated, but, like, the longevity that Queen had was really, really incredible. And to me, I think the thing about it is that Queen too often today gets reduced to, like, three or four big songs. And the rest of their stuff is so, so good. Like... Fat Bottom Girls, man. Yeah, That's a great a, it is a surprisingly good song. Uh, Killer Queen is a fantastic song. Don't Stop Me Now is a great song. Um, crazy oh, Little Thing Called Love. That's one of their Love. best. The, great okay, song. hold on. Don't Stop Me Now. One of the best usages of that song was Shaun of the Dead. Mm. When, they, when that song kicked in and they were beating up those zombies in that bar, that is one of the best ever usages of that song and i love that song but holy fuck Uh, that was perfect another one bites the dust the flash gordon theme is a banger um under pressure like like, the thing about them is that i think to me queen gets reduced too often to like Mm -hmm. we will rock you and bohemian rhapsody and like they did a few other songs but no they've got like a solid 25 really really great songs yeah um rylan number four pink floyd okay so i'm gonna say underrated and the reason being is because i feel like today's generation doesn't understand number one how talented this band was and number two how influential they were David Gilmore is, in my opinion, a top three guitarist of all time. And the music itself was fantastic. Like, Dark Side of the Moon was on the, the, the top 100 charts for, what, 18 years? Is that, Kyle, you might know if that's uh, I think you're right about I, that. I'd have to double check. Like, that's ridiculous. That's fucking ridiculous. So, I, I like... Again, I don't feel like they get enough love for the fact that that is a record that I would argue no one has been able to break. So, I don't know. Like, Pink Floyd has always been a huge band in my life. 
and uh, I I think they don't get enough love for the, the impact they had on music. DK Pink Floyd. I fucking love Pink Floyd so much. Like honestly, underrated. I think that they're, in my opinion, they're one of the greatest bands. Like they're one of my favorite bands. Uh, like Shine On You Crazy Diamond. Pff, get the fuck out of town. More like you know, that song rips. <laughs> and, and like if. <laughs> If I got a long drive to wait to to make at nighttime, if I can just turn on like Dark Side all the way up, like I got a whole pile of CDs, and I know CDs are like whatever, right? Like who gives a shit about CDs anymore? But there's only one CD that I have that I didn't unopen, and that or open, not unopen. That would be redundant. Um, but that was uh, the Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. I don't know why, but I got it. But then I also like had like a digital version of it, so I just like for whatever reason didn't open CD. Um. Yeah, I love that band. I only have one vinyl album, and it's from Pink Floyd, and it's from Rylan. Wow. Uh, I'm going to break your hearts again, guys. Oh, my God. I don't understand why everyone loves Pink Floyd. I do not understand it. I think, at best, I think Pink Floyd are okay. I, it just, I have tried several times. To, I've tried Dark Side of the Moon. I've tried listening through the wall. I've tried, you know, other recommendations, whatever it is. I can't do it. It is, it is what it is. DK, DK is currently looking up a way <laughs> for him to bury you alive. <laughs> no, I was actually like trying to disassociate and try to find uh, a record player because I don't have one, so I gotta listen to that album. <laughs> so I'm shopping. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, I just, you know what? That's fine. But uh, but I love them. I like them a lot. Uh, so we'll move on. Uh, we're at the top three. Number three, the Rolling Stones, Rylan. God, they're push. It's one of the best. Look, they had an album drop today, and it's great. It's fucking great. Like, this is a band who has been able to go with the times, change their music with the times, and always stay relevant and always stay popular. Like, God, like, I, how could you? I, I, I'm going to say this, and I know I might bite myself in the ass with this one, but how can you not like the Rolling Stones? DK, let prepare yourself because Kyle may break our hearts. Uh, DK, underrated. Love the Rolling Stones, one of the greatest rock bands. Uh, I've read uh, Keith Richards' autobiography. Uh, it's incredible that man's alive, um, and I can't believe he still is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, highly, highly love the Rolling Stones. Who would have thought that Charlie Watts would have been the first one to oh. go? Not Charlie. Uh... <laughs> Rolling Stones are a push. I uh, I don't think they're, oh, I don't think they're ter- like I don't think they're terrible. They've got a lot of really really great songs. I think that like for me, I would say that their their discography is a bit hit or miss. But I the songs that I like of theirs are really really good. I listened recently. I watched it recently. I'm, I'm going through uh, Ted Lasso because there was parts of it that I missed. She's a Rainbow is a really really good song. And it's, it's an so, underrated, it's so unexpected underrated. from from the Rolling Stones, but no, it's great. Like that's the thing about them is that I'll get so frustrated with them, and I will never like 
and like there's songs of them there's that I really don't like Wild Horse is a wildly overrated song but to me I think the Stones are and I will never forgive them for what they did to the Verve but the Stones are very good and the songs that they have that are like really really good they've got a lot of really great songs um, so yeah they're a push for me Rylan, number two, Led Zeppelin. It's a push. One of the greatest rock bands of all time. One of the greatest frontmen, guitarists, bassists, drummer. Like, like, how do you... Kyle, you better, better not say anything bad about Led Zeppelin. Like, goddamn. What a band. My favorite thing, one of my favorite things about Robert Plant was him being interviewed about Greta Van Fleet. And him, his response to their, their first single was, it's Led Zeppelin 1. I hate them so much. And, it's, it, like, obviously it's because he knows he can't do that anymore, and it's interesting to see a guy replicate that voice. But, no, like, I mean, come on. Like, rock and roll, Stairway to Heaven, Ramble On. Like, I could ramble on about all of their great songs. You know what's an underrated Led Zeppelin song is "Thank You." "Thank You" is an is a, such a beautiful song, and uh, yeah, they. Do, I, I don't know anyone who would argue this with me, but like, yeah, Led Zeppelin is definitely a push. DK Led Zeppelin, a uh, push for me. I love Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin's fantastic. Um, Jane Page is incredible. Robert Plant is fantastic. Jump on him. Yeah, uh, push because I think that they are one of the best, and they are. I think everybody kind of like agrees with that. Let's have one overrated, y'all. Mm. Oh, you! S- uh, th- I'm, this is me watching Ted Lasso again. I'm going to raise a quote that I think is very, very uh, interesting, and is shouted um, by the uh, coach Beard as. Stairway to Heaven is a finger-picking exercise, and you know it. You all know it. Hmm. It's not the guitar in that song, dude. <laughs> Listen to the drums. Listen to the drums in that song. I, I like, I have gone, th- again, this is another band. It's probably a band that I need to cycle back to again. But it's just, ne- they've never done it for me. And... <sighs> Yeah, I think I think that they're held in a really, really high regard, and it's just sort of, you know, it is what it is. Uh, let's get out of here before you two murder me. Um, <laughs> number one, uh, to nobody's surprise, number one, the Beatles. Rylan. They're a push. If you don't like the Beatles, if you don't understand their influence on music, if you don't understand how important they are to what music is today, fuck you. <laughs> like, I'll say it straight. Like, it's, it's so many timeless songs. Timeless songs. Songs that doesn't matter who covers it, it sounds great. Doesn't matter, you know, anything. Like, I saw Paul McCartney in, I think, 2014. And it was like seeing a three-hour Beatles concert. It was one of the best things I've ever seen live in my life. Uh, 
I, I again, I don't, I don't know how you don't like them, I, and I say that with so much fear, so much fear, knowing that Kyle is coming for me in this episode of World's Funniest Podcast. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm definitely pushing the Beatles. DK the Beatles. I think the Beatles are a push. I think they're fantastic. I think they're one of the greatest rock bands. I think that the, all their music is incredible. Um, they're like I would never cover a Beatles song. Because there's some bands that I just refuse to play, and Beatles is one of those. Uh, but no, they're fantastic. They're they're highly rated and appropriately, so I gotta push them. The Beatles are wildly different. No, I'm joking. Um, Beatles are oh. great. Oh, <laughs> Beatles are great. They have like the thing about the Beatles is trying to put together greatest hits. Of the Beatles. Like, try to put together a 16-song greatest hits of the Beatles. It's a fool's errand. You can't do it. There's too many. There's too, many. There's too much. There's too much that you That's can true. do. That's true. And it's the the ubiquity of, of the, the songs, their willingness to go through some odd genres, and the fact that, like, all of them coming out of it released some, you know, very interesting music. Um, I think... Wings is over or is uh, underrated. Paul McCartney. And I think and George wings, Harrison. Yeah. I think George Harrison's underrated too. But Jet. There. I mean, there are some songs that I'm not necessarily a fan of. I think if we're talking about single song that we're that's going to get me into trouble. Hey Jude is wildly overrated. But oh God, God don't right. bring me down, Just Kyle. Finish your point. <laughs> you don't. Yeah. As, no. Bring me down. <laughs> As a band, they're they're fantastic, and they're well <laughs> earning of that <clears throat> position. They're remembered fondly, and they should be. Can I just say too, like across the universe, one of the best like band musicals of all time. I love that that and and it it, it just every song was lent so perfectly to that story. Like, oh god, I love the Beatles. Kyle, I'm so happy you pushed them. Um, with all that being said, we are almost going to get out of here. We are going way over what we usually do. So I'm going to go through this quick. It is time for the world's funniest podcast headlines of the month. Are you ready, guys? Let's do it. Sure. Nebraska authorities will not rest until they find whoever dumped a bed on the road. Okay. Oh, Lord. I have no words. Woman caught with giraffe poop in flight lounge. That's weird. Caught? Like, caught? So, when they say caught, was she surprised? Or was she, like, trying to do this? I don't have that much information on these stories, Kyle. (laughs) I have the headline. That's what I've got. Convicted killer known as the zombie hunter says life on death row is cold. Food is not good. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt it is not good. Kyle? Prison food is prison food is something that needs to be looked into as, as particularly in the US as a problem, but that's neither here nor there. Okay. Alright. Could a government shutdown affect fat bear week? I don't know what that is. 
it's got to be like a local festival or something like that. And the answer of is is if it doesn't, then you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Emotional support alligator named Wally denied entry into Philly Stadium. No doubt. Like this story didn't happen in Florida. Like if it wasn't going to happen in Florida, that it happened in Philadelphia. Is the not guy, the guy commuted from Florida to go see the game. <laughs> he brought his alligator with him. <clears throat> Survey finds it's getting too expensive to have fun. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. It is. <laughs> it's getting too expensive to do everything. I love you guys. Man arrested for faking heart attack 20, t- 20 times at restaurants to avoid paying bill. That's say. smart as shit, actually. <laughs> okay, let me. I'm going to check this. He avoided paying a bill. Was he eating on his own? Was he like trying to get out of paying the bill with so that other people would cover for him, or was he just trying to like dine and ditch? I'm thinking. Out, out with an I'm thinking if you did that many times, it's a mix. Like you're not just just, <laughs> just getting twenty free meals by yourself. Like one of the uh, one of those like you're, you're taking the your sister in laws there for one of those. You know, like you know, I'm gonna tell you for sure. This guy is going to die of a heart attack that nobody takes seriously. Yes. Rightfully so. <laughs> Train plows into tractor trailer at crossing. Lasagna was everywhere. That's awesome. He's probably just a truck hauling like frozen lasagnas from the factory to the distributor. Whoever, yeah, whoever wrote this, uh, that, that is a clickbaity uh, headline right there. Uh, the, the fact that this is the second time I've rung up pasta being distributed over you know not pasta places on this program if you're talking about the great spaghetti harvest you're going too far back for your headlines that's not what i'm talking about it's i was talking about the spaghetti that was by the swamp okay all right because it's halloween we have to have a halloween themed uh headline to end zombie-eyed woman dressed as pig in swimsuit, busted for DUI. That's gross. How did the person who wrote that have that many details? I feel like there's more. There needs to be more commas in that headline. <laughs> there, there needs to be less details in that headline. Yeah, I didn't like. I basically I'm arrested for DUI. The only thing also, I don't know is why she was dressed like that. That's why yes, I'm reading. What it. made her zombie-eyed? This is the other thing I need to know. Is like, Meth. was are you are we criticizing her actual eyes? Or are we saying that she was wearing zombie eyes? Maybe she just had like one of those like sleepy eyes, and the guy just didn't know how to describe it. <sighs> Wandering. <laughs> With all that being said, guys, this has been world's funniest podcast for Halloween. Uh, DK, I, I appreciate you sitting here with uh, with us for this one. Kyle, thank you so much for bringing the list. That was great. Uh, before we get out of here, Kyle, why don't you plug uh, what's coming up on Wallet Media? Oh, we got a bunch of stuff coming up. Um, we are going to be going into November very, very soon. And as we do so, uh, we're going to be doing our usual shows. We've got our 
Wallop Roundup. We're talking about wrestling from this past month. Lots to talk about this month. We are going to be doing our Friday Morning Lights, where we're going to be talking about the previewing the NBA and NHL seasons and talking about the MLB, the World Series, which by then will probably have concluded. And we are going to be um, doing some more over-under stuff, I believe, but we'll have to see what, what exactly is going to be. Lots of stuff to look forward to, for sure. DK, love, peace, chicken, grease. Chicken treat. You have been listening to a Wallop Media podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Wallop Media. The hosts of our shows are Rylan, Kyle, and DK. You can find Rylan on Twitter at Rylan Wallop and Kyle on Twitter at Kyle Wallop. Production is by RJ Spearin. You can find his work at facebook.com slash spearkingco. Logo designs are by Maisie Mulder. You can find her work on her website, maisiemulderdesigns.com. Our podcasts are hosted by Acast. You can listen to them on the podcast catcher of your choice or on our website, shows.acast.com slash wallopmedia.